Mark Antony has spent more than three decades reporting on demolition and construction. He has written millions of words and produced tens of thousands of stories. But there are many stories that never made it into print. Tales from the unseen side of journalism. This is Beyond the Reporter's Notebook. Okay, welcome to Beyond the Reporter's Notebook. If you are, if you saw our last episode, you'll be familiar with my boudoir. Uh, if you're listening to this for the first time, I'm recording this in a hotel bedroom. I'm not. I'm, I'm fully clothed. Honestly, I really am. Um, but I'm in a hotel. I've got some time. I've got some space, and I've also got the camera ready to bring you the latest episode of Beyond the Reporter's Notebook. And I thought I'd tell you the story of how I came to own a mobile phone, or more specifically, a car phone. We'll get to that in a second. So when I first left uh, full-time journalism and went into freelance PR and journalism, I was working with a guy called Adrian Barker, sadly no longer with us. I lived uh, up in Carshalton in Surrey. He lived in Camberley in Surrey. So it was about a 30-mile drive away. So I'd been dispatched to go to uh, English China Clays to see some Caterpillar equipment, uh, Caterpillar wheel loaders, if I remember rightly. Now, this would have been around about 1990. 1990, 1991, way, way, way before most people had um, car phones and certainly mobile phones. My plan was that I would call in to see my boss, Adrian Barker, down in Camberley. Uh, We'd do what we needed to do, and then I would jump in the car and I would head off down to, I think I was staying in Exeter or thereabouts, before heading on down to English China Clays. That was the plan. So I had a couple of hours with Adrian, jumped in the car, and off I went. Now, this is back in the day when, I mean, it's not a particularly easy drive to Cornwall these days anyway, but it was even worse back then. So I'm talking about the best part of a five-hour drive. And I arrived at my hotel, uh, a Best Western hotel, because I used to have a Best Western membership card. um, And I received, back in the day we used to receive these, I had a handwritten note that said, please call Adrian Barker when you arrive. So use the hotel phone to call Adrian Barker. And he proceeded to tell me that the guy I was planning to meet at English China Clays had cried off he'd had some sort of family emergency and couldn't now see me. So I've just driven five hours to arrive at a hotel and I've got nowhere to go. I can't, I've got no work to do, I can, I can do nothing. So I sat there for a little while and thought, do I just turn the car around and go home or do I have dinner here? have a, a night's sleep, and then drive home in the morning. I'll go home. Now, as I say, bearing in mind this is uh, 1990, 1991, I was just married. So go home to the good lady and our boxer dog. So I jumped in the car, and I turned around, and I went back the way I came. So I was driving through a town. It may well have been Exeter. Memory's a bit fuzzy on this, because it is a long while ago. Driving through a town, and I was stuck in traffic, and we were gradually edging towards a set of traffic lights. And over on the right-hand side, I could see a guy up on a grass embankment. And from where I was sat in the car, it looked like he was hitting the ground with a stick. I thought this may be some sort of Cornish tradition, thought nothing of it. Edged forward a little bit further, and it now became clear that the guy wasn't hitting the ground with a stick. He was actually hitting a dog with a chain. And to make matters worse, he was hitting a boxer dog with a chain. Um, When I was a kid, I had a very bad temper. Um, Managed to get that under control long before I left school. But um, let's just say the red mist descended. So I pulled the handbrake on, jumped out the car and ran up the embankment. 
and I have never in all my life hit anyone as hard as I hit that guy. I actually punched him as I was running past. So he got not just the punch, but he got the full body weight, a lot less back then, but he got the full body weight. And this punch basically leveled the guy, absolutely laid him out flat. And then the red mist dissipated and I was left standing on top of a hill with an unconscious man at my feet and a boxer dog that was looking at me. Now, anyone that knows boxer dogs will know they have quite a, a characterful face. And this dog had an expression that, that was somewhere between, I don't know whether I should thank you or bite you for having just punched my master. But I'm now stood on the top of this hill trying to figure out what I do next. Do I load the, the boxer dog in the car and take it home with me? Because that's dog theft and that's probably not a good idea, good idea. Or do I leave it with its owner, who is probably going to be even more angry when he wakes up and he's going to possibly take it out on the dog? In the end, I thought better of it and I decided, best bet here, I will leave the dog behind and I will just drive home. And I drove home, best part of five hours, watching my rear view mirror, absolutely convinced convinced that sooner or later I would see a set of blue flashing lights in my rearview mirror because somebody must have got my um, license plate. Never heard a single word. But I, I, I'm trying to think now. I'm fairly sure, I'm fairly sure that was the last time I ever hit anyone in anger. So 1990, 1991, 30 plus years and I've been very, very well behaved ever since. So you might recall that when I first started this episode, I, I referred to the fact that this was a story about how I came to own my first mobile phone, my car phone. Having driven five hours there and five hours back, and having been at risk of being arrested for assault and possibly dog napping as well, the very next day I went out to a local uh, car phone shop, not the car phone warehouse, there were others, or there were others available back in the 80s, and I had a car phone installed into my car because I never again wanted to drive five hours there and five hours back for no good reason. That's how I came to have a mobile phone and almost how I came to have a second boxer dog back in the early 1990s. That was my journey down to Cornwall and that's been beyond the reporter's notebook. Um, there is another one that I'm going to do um, while I'm in this hotel um, to bring you a bit later on, um, but I can't think what it is right now. So I'm going to end this one right now. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, be sure to tune in again soon for another episode of Beyond the Reporter's Notebook. And thanks again for watching and listening.